Welcome to Real Chills. We're doing something different this time. We're doing an episode we like to call a shiver. Hey everybody, we're back with another shiver for you. Little tiny spooky tale, bite size if you will. It's going to be really fun. I have something to talk about that I love talking about and nobody wants to hear about. So <laughs> maybe y'all will be different because you like the stuff and you know what a cryptid is. So that's your little hint. It's a cryptid. Spirits are high. How have you been? How you doing? I'm, I'm pretty good right now. No, no big complaints. As usual, I'm here with a drink buffet of several beverages I'm enjoying. What are they? What are you enjoying? Over I there? have a jalapeno kombucha, the last one in our house the sacred kombucha. I have a seltzer. I have a black cherry seltzer. And then I have, as usual, a cup of coffee. Wow. Yeah. I just have coffee here. I, I've tried kombucha. I don't like it. I, it feels like things are moving. I'm like very much like a texture and like feel person. And like, it feels like there's actually, maybe it's all in my head, but I just feel like there's like a live stuff in it and I can feel it. Oh, there is. Yeah. Yeah, It's a, a living beverage. It's a probiotic. There are kinds, though, that they filter extra, and I would recommend those brands if you're, like, not sure. Also, they have more sugar in them, so they taste more like a fruit punch. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's definitely up my alley. (laughs) Those are the ones for me. Cool, cool. Yeah, so things have been going well here. Been watching a lot of of TV. Oh, my gosh. So much TV. I finished Avatar, the series on Nickelodeon. <laughs> oh, the Airbender one. The Airbender one, yeah. No, oh, not the movie, the Airbender. Like, it was way more of a commitment than the movie, but it was, it was so good. It was insanely good. Every episode was, like, exciting and emotional, and I can't recommend it enough to any, everyone who hasn't seen it. Don't watch the movie. The movie's really bad. We watched that after, and it was, like, Terrible. Not the James Cameron Avatar movie, the like Avatar Airbending movie. Yeah, the last Airbending movie. (laughs) Yeah, no, like the blue AIs. Yeah, we're not watching the James Cameron one. It's probably the worst of the three. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that blue guy was the worst Airbender of them all. (laughs) Yeah, we couldn't even do it. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm, you know, I've been watching a lot of Charmed. Uh, Oh, I watched Onward yesterday too. Wait, what's Onward again? Onward is the um, Pixar movie with the elves and magic. It came out, I guess, because we're all quarantined, so it's already on Disney Plus, and I really liked it. It was very emotional for me. It's a lot about dealing with like losing parents and things like that. So I will say, if if you've recently lost a parent or are still like coming to terms with that, maybe don't watch it because <laughs> it'll make you sad. But um, very cute. If you're not dealing with, like, a lost parent, definitely check it out. The two main characters look exactly like my little brothers. No. I posted it on Facebook, and almost 200 people liked it. So it's true. <laughs> and that made me like it even more, because they just have their faces. So I'm like, oh, look at that. Did you watch Tiger King? I can't remember if we talked about it. I did watch Tiger King. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. I mean, I've been following... Um, you know, all of you friends of the pod know that I'm a big last podcast follower. So I've been aware of the Joe Exotic story for a while. So it was interesting to like put more faces to things and like put the pieces together. And I'm like glad I watched it. It was fine. It like made me have lots of questions. Yeah, for sure. 
But at the same time, like, it was something to watch. And, like, as a documentary series, it was well done enough. But documentary series are biased, so. <laughs> like, it was extremely, like, exploitative to all the people. Mm-hmm. And so there was no one to root for. Like, even Joe Exotic is, like, a bad person. Yeah, no one's great in that show. Mm-hmm. I had so many questions about Doc Antle after that. I- hated that episode that was the episode that made me realize i didn't like the show it was just one full episode about this still functioning sex cult where he takes girls virginities and makes them live on and i was like and you guys are just you're not helping any you're not like you can't help them but like at the same time it's like you're just using this to make money i mean that for sure problematic all kinds of questions i don't know i was more also just kind of like why does this man have an elephant why yeah. is he riding around with his elephant? Like, and then when they just, like, at the end, spoiler, talk about, like, the question of where do all the tigers go, I was just like, wait, how is that not its own episode? They did nothing about the tigers. It had nothing to do with the tigers. Oh, at no. all. Very yeah. little to do with the tigers. They, they kind of, Dan and I were talking about it because it felt like they kind of threw that last episode in to be like, see, we care. We care about the tigers. Like, you guys mm-hmm. are- and I do feel like they needed to wrap up a lot of stuff because I like a lot of the footage seems like when they were filming in real time when they were just gathering footage, which is like for a lot of documentaries, that's the process you gather footage over time, right? And then you figure out what the narrative is, right. is my understanding. At the end, it was just like, wait, all this stuff, like I guess because it also just happened at the end of 2019 that they were like, yeah, and like all these people are under investigation now, we don't know what's happening, and obviously they're not talking to us. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So it was weird, but I think that's the only new thing I've watched that's like a TV series. I do a lot of like rewatching the currently still rewatching The Office always because it's just noise you can put on in the background. But I watch a lot of YouTube. There's one thing that I saved, I haven't watched it yet, but John Krasinski from The Office has started his own YouTube channel. It only has one episode, I think, but it's called maybe it's a couple episodes now, but called Some Good News with John Krasinski. Oh, I I saw this. <laughs> and so I'm going to watch it because I'm just like, I'll watch whatever right now. That's totally fine. So that'll be cool to check out. Yeah, on my YouTube feed, basically, a lot of people are making just content because everyone's stuck at home and I'm here for it. I love it. Yeah, I'm into it. I, I like seeing like the fun, like dumb stuff that people are making. Like the yeah. quick. Yeah. yeah. Everybody was making bread. At the yeah. beginning of quarantine, and I hopped on that train. You made bread? Oh, yeah. I mean, that was, like, one of the first things, like, Sam and I did once we were, like, in. So, oh, did you just have the bread ingredients and just never... So, Sam and I have made this, like, sourdough recipe, which isn't, like, a traditional sourdough, but it's, like, an easy one. We usually make it a couple times a year, and so we had some ingredients, because a couple, before the quarantine period, like, we had bought the stuff and we made a loaf of bread with a different recipe and it turned out badly. So we're like, we're going back to the classic. <laughs> but I've been on this like gluten-free expert, <laughs> this gluten-free journey. And uh, I watched someone, uh, the one YouTuber, if you watch Jenna Marbles, her boyfriend Julian Solomita like had posted about how he made gluten-free bread and the recipe looked good. So I bought the ingredients when I did one of the grocery runs and then Sam and I did side-by-side bread making and it was wonderful I'm actually gonna make another batch today of the bread that I make but when I went back to buy more flour for Sam 
they just didn't have, nobody has flour because everyone's oh, um, baking. Yeah. <laughs> I beat cookies a couple times since we've been in quarantine because I bought some gluten-free mix. Yeah. And I had bought like some like brownie and cake mix to like uh, do stuff, but that was before I was like gluten-free. And so at some point I'll bake salmon cake, I'm sure. Yeah, I've been making brownies, muffins. I'm definitely going to make probably like a carrot cake for Easter. Oh, nice. So. Nice. Oh, yeah. You and I had a conversation about Easter the day the ghost of Jesus Christ comes back to haunt everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, for Easter, my mom, when we were younger, she would make bunny cake. Are you familiar with bunny cake? I am because of you. I didn't know what it was before you. Yeah. yeah. So for your, if you're not familiar, my mom would make it so it was like the face slash head of a bunny, but you can make it so like you cut the cake so it looks like it has the little torso and it's like a little bunny. You cover it in coconut so it has like little fur and jelly bean nose and just have fun memories of bunny cake. I told my mom that and a couple years ago she made bunny cake cupcakes and they were so cute. That's so adorable. Yeah, I flake coconut, so maybe I'll do something like that. Yeah. Try that out. Yeah. Cute. Yeah. Cute. Nice. You want to get into the shiver? Hell yeah. That's <laughs> what I'm here for. I mean, I love chatting, but I am here for this. All right, let's story. do it. I'm so excited we get to do this one. Um, and if anyone at all has ever even think they've seen this cryptid, please, God, message me so I can be jealous of you forever. So my favorite cryptid is the squonk. I talk about it all the time. I've even tried writing stand-up about it. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that you've tried writing squonk fan fiction. That's what I was anticipating you say. That might have been funnier, but... <laughs> no, I'm going to make squonk, squonk stand-up happen, so everyone get out of my way, because I'm not going to give up on that. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so a lot of you are like, what the hell is a squonk right now? It's a cryptid. It's primarily found in the hemlock forests of Pennsylvania. All accounts of this creature say that it's like a smallish, kind of like pig-looking animal. It's covered in sagging skin and warts. And due to its appearance, it is perpetually sad and cries all day. <laughs> so it's a bummer. I mean, it's not like a dangerous cryptid. I like to think he's just super in tune with his emotions, but whatever. Sounds like an emo kid from the early aughts. <laughs> That's why I love him. Maybe because he'd be in my friend group. <laughs> you would have dated a squonk. <laughs> my first boyfriend was a squonk. In <laughs> fact. <laughs> if it has been spotted or fears that it's in danger, it will disappear into a puddle of its own tears and bubbles. And I love this. Like, I, I really, I wonder where it goes, you know, like maybe another dimension where people don't care about appearance or like maybe the local Ben and Jerry's. I, I'm still wondering like where he disappears off to. <laughs> we need to do some more scientific research into this creature. <laughs> the first account of this cryptid was in a book called Fearsome Creatures of the Lumberwood, written in 1910 by William T. Cox. The book itself is dedicated to the International Concatenated Order of Hoo-Hoo. And <laughs> yeah. Again. yeah uh that's why i said it's slow because you know anyone that listens to this podcast know i can't say words i just didn't understand what the last part just say it. i just didn't understand it's what you heard it's the <laughs> international concatenated order of hoo-hoo okay. all who know the fellowship of the woods 
So I thought this was going to be some like mysterious cryptozoology group, but it's not. It's a real thing and it still exists today. It's mm. kind of actually got canceled because of this whole COVID thing, which is crazy. Wow. <laughs> According to the official Hoohoo website, which I freaking love that it's like, like Hoohoo just sounds like an insult, but whatever. <laughs> Well, you know how people talk about, like, if you're into, like, crystals and, like, meditation river and, like, uh, what is it? not coincidences, but, like, you know, coincidences, essentially. Like, you're into, <laughs> yeah. you're into yeah. woo-woo. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It just sounds, like, woo-woo adjacent. Yeah, it does. I should have looked more into, like, how they got the name, but I was, I was, like, already going down a path with this organization that I was, like, this isn't what the story's about. <laughs> right? I, I need to stop because <laughs> I could have done a whole thing just on like how like well they're not even that weird let's see according to the website it's one of the world's oldest service organizations having been organized in 1892 and it survived all these years due to the fact that its members are interested in the welfare and promotion of the forest products industry so it's just like people who care a ton about the forest and it is an invite only club so we can't join mm. I know. I looked into it for us because I was kind of, I would love to say that I'm in that club. Anyway, back to this sweet book. I found an online copy of it that we can link in the show notes if you want. It has like a bunch of other cryptids listed, found in the lumberwoods, and then a few small desert animals, it also says, like in like little... What? Desert animals? This is Pennsylvania. <laughs> I know. I know. I, they snuck it in there. I guess they didn't have enough information I'm trying to find on a google map where it is because there's a couple hemlock like forest things but i think it looks like it's in south central pennsylvania okay like kind of near harrisburg maybe like i'm looking at the hemlock natural area in the tuscora state forest tuscora yeah. state forest okay yeah yep around there and the hemlock is actually our state tree and it's not the poison because i looked <laughs> <laughs> Isn't like the poisonous? I think they're like a hemlock tree, but also a hemlock plant that is like white. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah, you got to watch out for those because they're poisonous. Cool. Yeah. So we found this book online. It's on a website called the Unnatural History Museum. You have time now. Go read it. It's very fun. It has pictures. And I want to read the introduction because I thought it was like so exciting and cool, if that's okay. So this is the introduction to the 1910 book written about cryptids from a lumberjack. Every lumber region has its lore. Thrilling tales of adventure are told in camp wherever the logger has entered the wilderness. The lumberjack is an imaginative being, and a story loses none of its interest as it's carried and repeated from one camp to another. Stories which I know to have originated on the Penobscot and Kennebec are told, somewhat strengthened and improved in the redwood camps of Humboldt Bay. Yarns originating among the river... Drivers of Ottawa, the St. Croix, and Upper Mississippi are respun to groups of listening loggers on the Vancouver Island. But every lumber district has its own peculiar tales. Some have their songs also, and nearly all have mysterious stories or vague rumors of dreadful beasts with which to regale newcomers and frighten people unfamiliar with the woods. Much has been written concerning the lumberjack in his life. Some of his songs also, rough but full of sentiment of his exciting vocation, have been commemorated. So far as I know, very few of the strange creatures of his imagination have ever been described by the naturalist or sketched by the artist. The lumber regions are contracting, stretches of forest that only 
that once seemed boundless are all but gone, and many a stream is quiet that once ran full of logs and echoed to the song of the river driver. Some say that the old type of logger himself is becoming extinct. It is my purpose in this little book to preserve at least a description and sketch of some of the interesting animals which he has originated. Dang. That was in 1910. They already knew that we were, like, going to destroy the planet. <laughs> they were already, like, I just thought it, I mean, I think I, like, kind of botched it by reading it so fast, but when I read it, I, I got, like, a little shiver. I was like, that's cool. You know what it makes me think of? It made, it made me ask the question, like, are lumberjacks the pirates of land? <laughs> right? I so, yeah. Right? Like, the way he describes them, I was like, is he talking about, like, tales of old, like, salty dogs, like, on the sea? That's what it sounds like. Yeah, I didn't even, you don't really think about lumberjacks that much, but they definitely lived, like, hard lives, and, you know, they only had each other out there, so they had to be tough guys. Like, I don't, I mean, he says they're good storytellers, but I feel like these stories originated from somewhere, you know what I mean? Like, ah. So I just thought that was really, really cool. A friend who, in Canada, I guess it's, like, not that uncommon for people to do logging mm -hmm. because of the forest, like, up there. And so they would do, like, they would work really hard all summer and, like, spring and summer and fall, and then they'd just, like, have the whole winter off. Yeah, I just thought of something that, like, was in, like, a deep, fold of my brain that I did not remember. I swear to God until this. My mom, okay, so I'm from the Poconos. Where we Oh, really? <laughs> you didn't know. My mom used to take us to like a lumberjack festival. Oh, that's awesome. It was really fun. Like it would be like people would see how fast they can like climb up trees and mm -hmm. they tricks and like you could get like corn on a stick. It was like a very fun. Aww experience yeah so definitely if you ever have a shot go to lumberjack festival see see if they know what squonks are did Bob they do the log rolling thing where they like <laughs> they rock rolling. The yeah. it's nice nice that competition they were all in flannels and they were all pretty nice looking <laughs> <laughs> it was fun they have all these like weird they have just like an onion festival at where i live we have nothing to do even when covid's not happening so <laughs> <laughs> We I mean, make, I'm from Kennett Square, so we have the Mushroom Festival. Well, because it's like the mushroom cap, it's like the second biggest mushroom place in the world, right? Yeah, per square mile or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It's cute. It's really just like a street fair now, so I like it. But, um, man, okay, so going back to the squonk, like, the thing that's, like, wild is, like, we have all these stories about, essentially, I don't know the better word for them, but, like, ape man, right? Like, that's, like, a whole tradition in humanity of, like, there's a thing, we don't know if it's a primate, like, it's a man, but he looks like a, like a ape, <laughs> like a, and you know what I mean? And so with the squonk, it's kind of just, like, man, like, is that just, like, a shittier version that we have here? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, like, yeah, <laughs> some evolved version of, of humanity. Yeah, or just kind of, like, you said, like, maybe it's a, a dimension traveler, but it's just, like, yeah, I don't know, like, everyone else got, like, sent out <laughs> <laughs> to cool places. As far as cryptids go, I don't know why, like, I just feel like it's my, like, spirit cryptid. Like, we have to 
who would be your spirit cryptid now that we're doing this? That's a good question. Because I just feel so emotionally connected. And th that's not to say that I cry all the time and I feel ugly. I just, I love that it doesn't kill things. Like it's not known for, it doesn't have any like murderous powers. It's just like, I'm just trying to do you all a favor. Like, <laughs> like and it leaves bubbles. But yeah, I don't know. I just like, for some reason, emotionally, it's because like, it's just like my joke about liking Eeyores. Like I just want to be friends with it and let it know it's probably not that ugly. There's probably uglier things out there. There's like a real answer and then there's an answer that actually makes sense. So I feel the most connected to, to either Chessie or either Chessie or Champ, the lake monster or the Chesapeake Bay monster. That's probably like what's actually true. But then there's a part of me that's just like, am I one of those like Appalachian Bigfoots who just likes to look in people's homes because I'm nosy as fuck? <laughs> I could totally see you be a Bigfoot because you love plants. Yeah. yeah. Like looking at things. You're like, what are you guys up to? Yeah. What's all this ruckus? <laughs> but at the end of the day, you still want to retire to your forest and not be bothered. Yeah, I don't want to actually have to talk to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I show up to the party, but I'm just like, nah, I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you saw my face. All right. <laughs> yeah, I think that's like, that actually might be more true, but I do feel like I'm kind of just like a sea monster, just like, <laughs> you can't see it on the podcast, but I'm, I'm swimming. Yeah, doing a little monster swim. Yeah. I don't know. Mine is definitely 100. I feel, like, emotionally connected to this vlog. <laughs> but I don't care. But um, are you into camping? What? Are you into camping? I've camped a lot. I'm not, like, into it. Like, I would go, but I'm not planning it. <laughs> like, Got it. Okay. Yeah. Like, I did a lot of, I did a ton of camping when I was younger. I was in, like, Girl Scouts, and we did, like, all kinds of, I, I went away to camp for a long time um with actual like tent like it would be like the milk carton floor and then the tents do you know mm -hmm. what I'm talking about yeah. um yeah which was awful hated the spiders okay so we got on kind of a tangent but this is a book of cryptids found by lumberjacks uh. please go look at it it's so fun and it only has one page on the squonk which bums me out it's like really the only page in the universe about the squonk that's like written yeah. down history as a source, as like a, a secondary source, right? I think it is the only source of squonk facts. Everything that you get about the squonk came from that book for sure. Yeah, interesting. It's not like a very well-seen cryptid. Like I'll summarize like what it says in, in the book. It, uh, squonks, they haven't been seen outside of Pennsylvania. So it's an only Pennsylvania cryptid. They're of a very retiring disposition and only travel about at twilight and dusk, yeah. which I think is the best. <laughs> so cute. They're crepuscular. That's what that means. What is it? Animals or beings that only are really active at dawn or dusk are called crepuscular. Crepuscular, yeah. Yeah. The squonk is always bummed out because of its poorly fitting skin that's covered in muscle warts. And if you're a hunter that's good at tracking, you can track it by its tear-stained trail. <laughs> it leaves a little tear trail. And I'm being very specific not to call it the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're a really good squonk hunter, you'd be most successful on cold nights because their tears shed more slowly and they dislike moving about. I'm surprised. Is it tears or do you think it's just like some kind of like bodily secretion? I think it's tears because it, it's from 
observation like people have seen it and like they're like oh it's crying mm. but it could be like secreting stuff from its eyes that's yeah. very possible hmm. here's interesting yeah also the lumberjacks are seeing it's just going boo you cut down my home <laughs> yeah can you imagine a lumberjack just being like oh uh sorry i didn't <laughs> i didn't know <laughs> Oh, it sounds like it's the Lorax of Pennsylvania. That it sums is. me out in a different way. It's little Lorax, and it's doing an awful job. <laughs> <laughs> Please, stop, sir. I have to hide here. <laughs> oh, it's okay. They're fine. Also, it said, I love this, because it's actually kind of spooky as shit, but it said, when walking in the dark hemlock trees, you may even be able to hear them weeping no crazy right but okay it's all right now because we know it's a squawk but how freaking scary would that be if you're walking in the dark and you just hear someone weeping in the woods i mean that to me is a ghost right like yeah. that's not <laughs> a squawk. weeping like it's a ghost or you stumble upon a, like a crime podcast in the making <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 it's something bad yeah um, Okay, so the book notes, the only account I could find of a person, like, capturing or, like, interacting with a squonk, the man's name was J.P. Wentling. He captured it by mimicking it and convincing it to hop inside a bag. So it's not even, even the story of catching it, it's not like he, like, trapped it. He's like, he, tra- big. he cutely tricked it into hopping into a bag. Yeah. Afterwards with it. So he was carrying the bag home when he felt it lighten and the crying stopped. So when he opened the bag, there is nothing but tears and bubbles. Mm. It escaped. Poor little guy. Maybe don't carry it in a bag. Hold it cute. God. Yeah, a bag is basically a cheesecloth. He basically made like, <laughs> yeah. he basically made some kind of like nut milk from it. Yeah. <laughs> How do I make almond milk? <laughs> wow. That would be dope. I would drink almond milk. Um, <laughs> but would you drink squonk milk? That's the big question. No. Maybe. I mean, what is it? What is its health purpose? <laughs> I'm sure it probably tastes like kombucha. <laughs> yeah, that's probably exactly what it tastes like. <laughs> yeah, so cool. Okay, so that's it for the book part. Fun fact that I got from Wikipedia the scientific name of the squonk, Lacrimacorpus dissolvent. And I am crushing it at pronouncing words right now. So you really kind of are. You're not doing a bad job at all. <laughs> I'll say it one more time and see if this is the one that gets me. Lacrim, yep. Lacrimacorpus dissolvens. Uh, it comes from the Latin words meaning tear, body, and dissolve. Nice. Okay. Cool. So this has very little to do with the actual cryptid, but I thought I'd round out my story about the squonk with some like pop culture fun. There is a super long song called Squonk that was written by the band Genesis. And if you have time, like Peter Gabriel, Phil Collins, Genesis. <laughs> yeah, like the actual band Genesis. So long. But if you have time, definitely give it a listen. It is very much a Genesis song. So if you like them, you'll probably like it. According to the song Invisible Touch. What happened? I love the song Invisible Touch. <laughs> I don't know much Genesis. I didn't even think they were that famous until Dan's like, wait, you mean Phil Collins? And I was like, oh yeah, that guy. The Tarzan guy. Singers, or was it just Phil Collins? No, it was Peter Gabriel. Right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
It's a long song called Squonk, written by Genesis. On the website Song Facts, they said that this was a song that convinced the band their new lead singer was right under their nose. So Peter Gabriel left and they were auditioning new singers. One guy made it through the auditions, but when they tried him on Squonk, it was clear he sang in the wrong key for Genesis. However, the band's drummer, Phil Collins, gave it a shot and nailed it. <laughs> he yeah. became a new vocalist. Trick of the Trail was their first album without Gabriel. So technically, the squonk is the reason we have Phil Collins. Yeah, and I love the song, Sledgehammer, call <laughs> my name. Oh, that's going to be my next karaoke jam. Yeah, Hammer, man, I haven't thought about that song in forever. You just do it acapella too. You don't even need. I know. <laughs> I can't wait till we're all able to go back to karaoke. Oh my god, I'm gonna. That's a problem. I'm gonna have to like watch myself. I'm gonna have to ease myself back into society when this is over. <laughs> also, society will have made us all like extra weird home people. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's gonna be crazy. Yeah. That was the other thing I was thinking is I might just never go back outside when this is over. I literally had the thought that I was just like, should I just quit comedy? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's Yeah, it's going to get you. Yeah. Don't quit comedy, please. I'm just enjoying my time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah, so that's the squonk, my favorite cryptid, my cryptid spirit. So. I love it. If anyone's ever seen a squonk, please, God, tell me, but... <laughs> I feel like anyone who's listening to this podcast, and I don't want to like make assumptions, but I feel like people who listen to this podcast will likely have not seen a squonk. But if you have relatives, yeah, have stories, even if they're like stories of other people who claim to have seen a squonk, or if you have relatives who just have like stories either firsthand or secondhand about weird ass lumberjack stories, yeah, want to hear them. Please, please send those our way. Reach out to us on Instagram or by emailing us at realchillspodcast at gmail.com. We want to hear these lumberjack tales for sure. Oh, uh, yeah. Cool. So nice job. Thanks. Sorry I clapped. I in <laughs> <laughs> the audio and I was going to be like, ah, what was that? Um, cool. So I figured we're ending all of these with recommendations when everyone is still at home doing their thing. So thought we could maybe suggest like re- recommend a, a fun Instagram to follow. Oh, so nice. Hours out of your day. Do you have any? Okay. So I don't have like one specific Instagram account, but I'm going to say my recommendation for something to check out on Instagram that might surprise you. I would say pick an animal that you're not really familiar with and then just look them up on the explore feature because especially if it's a kind of animal that people keep as pets preferably really not like exotic big cats let's go with like (laughs) salamanders or frogs i don't have any interest in keeping frogs but man i will look at frogstagram all day it's like (laughs) fascinating to just see like people who keep like frogs and just watching that i don't know it's just wild so i would recommend we all love animals on YouTube and videos and things like that because it makes us feel better and we can escape for a minute. Go outside your comfort zone and try looking up an animal that you've never thought of before. Yeah. Chameleons are wild. Like I also don't want a chameleon, but like I will look at them all day. They're (laughs) so interesting. 
<laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so I actually, I think I have two. I only had one before, but now I have two. One is Beauty Studio. So just Beauty Studio. It's an Instagram where they do like makeup, but it's weird makeup. So it's not like the conventional, just like boring, like this is a going out look. It's like, it's like weird or like, oh, we're going to use something different. Doing a bad job describing it, but I could spend hours just watching people like make weird eyelashes and crap like that. So definitely check out Beauty, Beauty Studio. And then the other one that I like, I'm obsessed with watching people make soap. <laughs> like it's getting to a very dangerous point where I, I might start making my own soap. And there is an Australian Instagram called Starcrossed Soapery. And the soap this person makes is so freaking pretty. And uh, they're not shipping right now outside of the country. So I can't get any. But as soon as that's over, I definitely am going to. Even though it's probably, like, super expensive. Like, it's, like, all natural. But, like, the soap, there's videos of them making the soap. And the soap they make is so freaking cool and pretty. Like, if you're in, I just find it really relaxing. So if you're into that kind of stuff, definitely check out Starcross Soapery. That sounds awesome. I actually thought of a great recommendation. I thought of a great recommendation and I cannot recommend it enough, which is our friend Jillian Markowitz's account, Quarantine Costumes. So it's Quarin, and then it's Quarant with a T, and then Ween, like Halloween. And basically Jillian takes a photo of a famous person or a character, and then she just, around her house, makes like something that resembles the costume that she's observing. So, like, Kermit the Frog is a classic. Have you looked at this, like, whole feed? I haven't seen all of it. I've seen a few of them, yeah. Carmen Sandiego was, like, super fun. Yeah, they're so good. Like, she did Cousin It. (laughs) They're really good. I recommend them. One of my favorites was when she was Lydia from Beetlejuice. (laughs) That's a fun one. She was one of the monsters from Ah, Real Monsters. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. You could get, you could do this all day. Yeah, quarantine costumes from our friend Jillian, who we love. Like, it's just so funny. It's delightful when it shows up in my feed. I love it. Yeah, heck yeah. So check that out. Well, nice. Yeah, thanks for doing this. This was fun. Yeah, same. Where can people find you? Uh, Check me out on Instagram or Twitter at MegGetsMoney. Gets is actually spelled G-O-E-T-Z. What about you, Alyssa? Everyone can find me on Alyssa Truz on Instagram. And if you check the show notes out, we're going to link Jillian's Instagram. And then I have another one where I have all my houseplants and pets and things like that. that yeah. So it's variegated, reticulated, but it's impossible to spell. And I often spell it wrong when I'm telling people to follow me. So <laughs> put it in the, in the link. Okay. Sounds good. Cool. All right. See you next time. Bye, Meg. Find us all the places you get podcasts and subscribe. Visit our website at realchillspodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram at realchillspodcast. Do you know someone who should be on Real Chills? Is that person you? Go to realchillspodcast.com slash submit and tell us more. Special thanks to Valerie DeMamber McShane. Artwork by Libby Rondell. Music by Sam Williamson. Real Chills Podcast is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Truskowski. I remember, okay, yeah, we were getting off on a tangent, but I, the station manager at the radio station in college, my first year there, mm-hmm. second year there, or first year, one of the years I was there, she really loved um, Phil Collins. Oh, really? Maybe, then definitely tell her this fact, because it's really, it's, it's a fun one if you like Genesis or Phil Collins. Uh, 